Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Skincare Social, which is all about clear beauty. Yes, you heard that right. Clear beauty, not clean beauty. Although I'll be talking a lot about clean beauty too. In this industry where innovation plays a key role and brands are always trying to stand out amongst their competitors, it's crucial we think about not just what we're creating, but how we're communicating it to our customers. Today, I'm going to be diving deep into a topic that's really close to my heart and essential to every skincare business owner out there, and that is the evolution from clean beauty to clear beauty. This isn't just about trends, it's about trust, transparency, and the very ethics that underpin our brands. We'll explore what clear beauty means, why it's becoming a cornerstone for consumer relationships, and how embracing it can elevate your brand beyond just being a product on a shelf. It's all about upholding high ethical standards and ensuring your brand stands out for all the right reasons. So whether you're formulating the next big skincare line or refining your current brand messaging, today's episode is just for you. And a warning, things are going to get a little bit controversial, especially if you're a clean beauty fanatic. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Skincare Social, your go-to for all things skincare business. Whether you're a seasoned beautypreneur or just starting out, Skincare Social will educate and inspire you to build a brand that lasts. I'm Jennifer Rudd, skincare business mentor and cosmetic regulations expert. Join me each week for fireside chats with your fellow founders and insights from industry experts. Plus, plenty of compliance tips from me, your resident compliance queen. With Skincare Social, you'll never feel alone in business again. Move over clean beauty, a new era of clear beauty is here. Today, I want to talk about something that came to me towards the end of last year when I was having lots of conversations with people about things like fear mongering, greenwashing, and of course, the biology court case. It made me realize that we've got some huge problems and gaps in our industry, which are making it really difficult for customers to know who to trust. We've got a bunch of marketing terms where there's no regulated or standard definition, which ends up leaving customers confused. Things like clean beauty, green beauty, sustainable, natural, organic, dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic, carbon neutral, biodegradable, cruelty-free, science-backed, medical grade, the list goes on. Not to mention claims that are flat out incorrect, like chemical free. When it comes to consumers and consumer knowledge, We're finding that consumers are getting a lot more savvy, possibly to the point of being obsessive in some case when it comes to toxic, in inverted commas, ingredients, and others are just feeling overwhelmed about all of the information that's out there and not really sure what or who to trust. Consumers do rely on brands to tell them the truth, and they should be able to trust what brands say. However, we've got so many brands out there sharing misinformation, which has been repeatedly spread online and really just spreads like wildfire once it's out there. We've also got some brands that think they can claim whatever they want just to make sales, either by making really vague claims that can mislead consumers or claims that are totally untrue. For example, there are some brands that might sell 100% mineral sunscreens because they say that chemical sunscreens are the devil, so they're all about mineral sunscreens, but then they actually contain sneaky chemical filters. Or brands that claim their products are preservative-free but they contain ingredients that actually have a preservative effect. 
In other cases, we've got brands claiming that they're sustainable when they're only looking at it through the lens of the ingredients, not the end-to-end product lifecycle, or maybe calling a product biodegradable when it might take a really long time to biodegrade and only under certain conditions. We've also got brands using influencers without properly disclosing that commercial relationship, even when it's just a free product involved. And all of these things aren't fair to, number one, all the brands that are trying to do the right thing because it doesn't create a level playing field. Number two, to the customers who should be able to trust brands because the brands exist because of the customers. And number three, from the reputation of the industry as a whole, which gets tarnished when individual brands are called out by the media or the regulator. But speaking of regulators, another issue is that we haven't seen a whole lot of regulator action. Yes, they've said that they're going to be starting to take action and crack down on things like greenwashing and influencer advertising, and we've seen them provide a bit of guidance in these areas, but we haven't actually seen the ACCC fine anyone recently in the beauty industry for making false and misleading claims, so it doesn't act as much of a deterrent to brands to not make these types of claims. So we're seeing these issues and gaps when it comes to transparency around the claims that brands are using to promote their products, but at the same time, we're seeing a trend with consumers demanding more transparency from brands when it comes to things like ingredients, environmental impact, and the performance of cosmetic products. Let's now talk about one of the biggest perpetrators of this lack of transparency, and that is clean beauty. Unfortunately, I think the reality is that clean beauty and green beauty is anything but transparent, and it's just made things even more confusing for consumers. There's so much misinformation and fear-mongering out there now, and the clean beauty narrative has played a huge role in that. I remember when I first started my own brand in 2015, It was all about natural and organic products. I don't recall the word clean beauty being used at all, really, but there were claims like no nasties, which was really common. And I must confess, even I used that term back in the day before I knew better. Then we saw clean beauty really come into fashion and claims like toxin free, chemical free and paraben free became all the rage. Free from claims became mainstream leading customers to believe that if a product didn't have that on their label, it must be full of toxic chemicals out to get them that are going to cause cancer or disrupt their endocrine system. So we saw a lot of fear-mongering around ingredients, taking scientific studies out of context to demonize certain ingredients, even synthetic ingredients that have been proven to be safe for use in cosmetics, and categorizing ingredients as either good or bad, ignoring the nuances and the context of how they're actually used in cosmetics. Of course, it is a personal choice about what people want to put on their bodies, but people need to be able to make fully informed purchase decisions, not decisions based on vague information or misinformation or scaremongering. Hopefully by now, if you've listened to my previous podcast episode on fearmongering and misinformation, you know that chemicals are safe for use in cosmetics when used at permitted levels. I'm not going to delve into all of that in today's podcast, but check it out for more information if you haven't listened to it. And there are some great links in the show notes where you can learn more. And I'll put a link to that episode on fear-mongering and misinformation in the show notes. It's actually one of my top three podcast episodes. So my question is, what is the point of clean beauty or any of these other types of marketing claims unless it's actually clear to the customer what they mean? 
That's why I want to push for a new era of clear beauty instead, where the focus is on being transparent for the benefit of brands and most importantly, consumers. Because apart from the ingredients in a product, which is the focus of clean beauty, a consumer also wants to know what the ingredients are going to do from a performance perspective. What effect will they have on their skin, their hair, etc.? So there are actually a whole bunch of other claims that consumers need to navigate when choosing the right product for them based on their values and preferences. And they need to be able to understand what they mean and also to be able to trust that they're true. They also want to know what environmental impacts a product will have, which is sometimes factored into clean beauty definitions, but not consistently. We have ethical beauty and conscious beauty. But again, these are vague marketing claims that mean different things to different brands, and they don't have a clear definition or meaning to consumers. And they're actually more focused on the brand, the brand's values, where it's sourcing its ingredients from, rather than the consumer-centric focus of clear beauty. I want to take you through what I see as a potential definition or more of a vision for clear beauty. Clear beauty is a movement centered around transparency in the skincare and beauty industry. By advocating for clarity in every aspect of a beauty brand from production to communication, this approach empowers consumers with the knowledge they need to make informed choices, fostering trust between brands and their customers. It's relevant to everything from marketing claims and advertising, ingredient listings, ingredient sourcing and traceability, product packaging, brand values, supply chain, consumer education, regulatory compliance, and environmental sustainability. One thing I do want to make clear is that clear beauty is not just another marketing claim, and it's not just a passing trend or a fad. It's the way things should be done, and it's here to stay. The ACCC is showing us that they're taking things more seriously as well, with their focus on greenwashing and influencer advertising. Now, I've mentioned this clear beauty concept on LinkedIn a couple of times, and while most people have been receptive, I've had a couple of comments about clear beauty just seems like another marketing claim, or another comment, yeah, I don't want another marketing term to replace the already damaging clean label. Well, my response to that was, I don't see it as a marketing claim in itself. It's more a path forward for the industry where customers actually understand claims made by brands, what ingredients are in the products they use, etc. It's more than just safety. It's about not being misled or fear-mongered. Plus, I don't think we can ever escape marketing claims. Marketers are always going to come up with something new. So why not encourage brands to actually be clear about what all these fancy new terms mean? Now, at this stage, you might be thinking, well, that all sounds well and good, but can you tell me a little bit more about what it actually is? So I'll start by sharing with you what Clear Beauty stands against. Clear Beauty stands against blanket statements that mislead consumers because they're too broad to have any real meaning. It stands against using ambiguous or made-up claims to make your product sound better than a competitor's. It stands against hiding behind jargon or complex terminology that makes it difficult for consumers to understand how a product will benefit them. It also stands against misinformation and fear-mongering around ingredient safety, misinterpreting scientific data and taking advantage of people's fears and vulnerabilities to suit your own marketing agenda. That's a big one. On the flip side, let's look at what clear beauty is all about. It's actually about championing being transparent, not just honest. Because there is a slight difference. Honesty is when a person tells the truth about something they're asked about, but might be holding back information. Transparency is where you volunteer information without having to be asked. 
So one example of this that I'm sure you can relate to, not related to the skincare industry, is if you've been secretly doing a bit of online shopping and your partner asks if you've been buying anything and you just simply reply with, yeah, I got a dress. Now that is honest, but being transparent would be volunteering this information and saying, hey, just so you know, I did a bit of online shopping and picked up a dress and some shoes and accidentally spent $500 without them even having to ask. I do have another example for you that is more relevant to the cosmetic industry, although it's in the food industry, and it's based on a media release from the ACCC that came out in November last year. And it was the first time I've seen something that's similar to the cosmetic industry related to greenwashing. So it's a really great one to share. So there was this company, Moo Premium Foods, and they sell a yogurt product. And on the packaging, they said it was 100% ocean plastic. That was what was written in big font on the front of the packaging. And the ACCC said in their media release that they were concerned that this gave the impression that the packaging was made from plastic waste collected directly from the ocean when this was not the case. It was actually ocean-bound plastic. So they were collecting this plastic from areas in Asia like Malaysia that were near the coastline where it could have ended up in the ocean, but it wasn't directly sourced from the ocean. They did have some disclaimers on the packaging in small font saying our tubs and lids are made from 100% ocean-bound plastic and this yogurt tub and lid are made from 100% reclaimed ocean-bound plastic. However, the ACCC considered that these disclaimers were insufficient to overcome that misleading headline around that they were ocean plastic. So I think that is a super interesting case because you could say, yes, well, they were being honest. They had these disclaimers on there. But were they being truly transparent when it was in really tiny text and they were making that really big claim on the front of their packaging that was misleading? So I think that's a great example of how important it is to be truly transparent and how the regulator can pick up on these types of things. And now this company has an enforceable undertaking against them, which basically means they need to undertake a whole compliance review of all their processes and that the ACCC will be keeping a watchful eye on them to make sure this doesn't happen again. Clear Beauty is also about a focus on what is in the product, not what's not in it, because we've seen with Clean Beauty, it's all about these free from claims. But how about we celebrate what is in the product? It's also about making claims that are backed by evidence and being really specific with marketing terms that you use so a customer knows what they mean. It's all about consumer education based on science, because at the end of the day, we want customers to be able to make informed purchase decisions based on fact, not fear. And really, it's all about doing the right thing ethically by your customers. So I need to flesh that out a little bit more, obviously. It's just kind of my initial thoughts on what Clear Beauty is, but I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So feel free to email me or DM me and let me know. The bottom line about why this is also important to the industry, though, is truth plus transparency equals trust. So these two things, being honest and transparent, will lead to building customer trust in not just your own brand, but also the industry as a whole. Why it's important to me, even though I don't have my own brand, well, as you know, compliance is something I'm so passionate about, but it's not just because it's something I really enjoy and it's my zone of genius, but it's actually because I'm a firm believer in that being a compliant brand is also being an ethical and trustworthy brand. You see, success, ethical practice and compliance, they all generally go hand in hand. Clear Beauty is really rooted in regulatory compliance, you know, not making false and misleading claims or engaging in misleading or deceptive conduct, which are both outlawed by the Australian consumer law. 
but it's about more than just checking a regulatory box. It's about genuinely looking out for the consumer's best interests. It's this consumer first approach that really speaks to me when it comes to clear beauty, because let's face it, at the end of the day, we're all consumers and it's the reason clear beauty is a movement I want to start and be a thought leader on. So where to from here? Well, it's clear that change isn't just up to one person or a small group. It's going to take all of us, consumers, brands, and even regulators. And let me tell you, I've chatted with so many people who are just as keen as I am to see this shift happen in the industry. So starting with brands, what can brands do to embrace clear beauty? Well, why not add an FAQ section on your website where you break down the marketing terms that you use and what your definition of them is, making everything crystal clear. Stop fear-mongering over ingredients. If you're still relying on free-from claims to promote your products, it's time to move on. You're not standing out by doing this and you're doing your amazing products a disservice. And these claims are effectively banned in the EU and can be considered as false and misleading claims in Australia as well, because you're saying that your products are better than someone else's that do have those ingredients in them when they're actually safe for use at those levels. And remember, clean beauty is not a USP, your unique selling point. It's not a point of difference. If that's the only thing that you're relying on, it's time to think outside the box about how your brand can stand out from others. Brands should also disclose their ingredients, making sure that they're listed on the website for customers to see before they buy. If using influencers, again, transparency is key. If they're showcasing your products, even if they've just been gifted, make sure it's clear to their audience and yours. If you've got sustainability as a core value, think about it from the whole life cycle perspective. And make sure you check out the recent ACCC guidance on how to make sustainable claims. I'll put a link in the show notes. Consider ingredient traceability, showing customers exactly where and how ingredients are sourced. You can develop content that educates consumers about skincare ingredients, the facts, not misinformation, and how to choose products that align with their needs. You can make sure that your customer service policies are transparent, including clear and compliant returns policies. One of my pet peeves is around brands that have non-compliant returns policies saying things like no returns accepted after 14 days or 28 days, etc. That's actually non-compliant with the Australian consumer law because if your product hasn't been preserved or there's been some contamination during the manufacturing process and then they get contaminated within a few months, then your customer, of course, has the right to request a refund or replacement. By implementing these strategies, brands can embody the clear beauty ethos more fully positioning themselves as leaders in transparency, ethics, and consumer advocacy within the beauty industry. For consumers, it's all about knowledge and educating yourself. Dive into learning more about the products you use and don't shy away from asking brands the tough questions. If you're not sure what one of their claims means or if they've got evidence behind it, then ask. What can the regulator do? Well, I've mentioned about the guidance that they've released, particularly in relation to greenwashing, but action speaks louder. It's time they show brands that misleading consumers isn't on the table. What can I do as a regulatory consultant and business mentor? Well, I'm always on the lookout to work with brands and founders who put ethics and their customers at the forefront. If that's you, then you're my ideal customer and I'd love to help you embrace clear beauty and check your labels and claims to make sure they're clear and compliant. I'll also keep educating you through my content, of course, and my courses about how to make clear claims and how to incorporate these clear beauty values and practices into your brand. I'm determined to make clear beauty happen for any of you Mean Girls fans out there. And who knows, maybe there'll even be a clear beauty awards on the horizon one day. 
If everyone in the beauty industry embraced clear beauty and stepped up their game on transparency, imagine what a difference we'd make to consumer trust. This commitment to openness would not only strengthen the loyalty between brands and consumers, but also set a new industry standard for integrity. We'd have a future where consumers can make choices that are informed, confident, and aligned with their values, which would be a huge leap forward. Now, I would absolutely love to know your stance on this clean versus clear beauty debate. Is it time to ditch clean beauty? Will you join me in this push for transparency and ethical business? Either way, I want to know. So email or DM me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and learning a little bit more about why I think clear beauty is the way forward for our industry. And I'm really excited for our next episode featuring Fiona Tuck, nutritionist, author, ex-MD of Skin Institute and founder of Vitasol. Fiona has over 25 years of experience in the health and wellness industry and loves to bust a good myth. So I can't wait to see what she has to share and her thoughts on clear beauty. That's it for me today. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.